0: It's Tuesday, October 11th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. U.S. stocks fell Monday, continuing a stretch of volatility as concerns about Federal Reserve tightening, escalation in the Ukraine war, and China trade policy shake markets. The S&P 500 turned lower after opening with slight gains, shedding 27 points, to close at 36.12. The Dow Jones Industrial Average edged down 93 points, while the Nasdaq Composite fell 110 points. That is the lowest closing value for the tech-heavy Nasdaq since July 2020, according to Dow Jones market data. Shares of chip manufacturers suffered losses stemming from the Biden administration's new restrictions imposed on semiconductor exports aimed at hampering China's military. The PHLX semiconductor sector dropped 3.5% on Monday to its lowest closing level since November 2020. Those losses also helped drag down stocks for businesses that are major chip users. In other news, The Supreme Court's decision this year to strengthen Second Amendment protections for carrying concealed weapons is starting to ripple through lower courts, with several judges citing the ruling to strike down other gun regulations. The High Court, on a 6 3 vote in June, cast aside New York's long standing strict limits on granting permits for carrying concealed handguns outside the home, saying residents shouldn't be required to provide special justification for wanting to carry a weapon for self defense. In doing so, the Court's conservative majority announced new rules for how judges are supposed to assess the constitutionality of firearm regulations. Under the new guidance, judges are supposed to focus less on whether gun regulations advance present-day government interests and more on whether a regulation is consistent with the nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. Thus, a firearm restriction implicating the Second Amendment is permissible only if it is similar to how firearms were restricted in the early decades of the Republic. Around the world, NATO member states are working on ways to align their weapons purchases to better prepare for future conflicts, as they gear up for a major increase in military spending to replace the huge amounts of material sent to Ukraine and shore up their potential defenses against Russian aggression. By improving purchasing cooperation, NATO also hopes to make a leap in how its members would together fight a future conflict, including buying weapons systems that are easily interchangeable, plentiful, and are more effective on the battlefield. NATO members also believe that Russia's hostility and other threats mean the alliance must have more arms on hand to deter and combat any future threats. In 2014, NATO countries agreed to boost military spending substantially, but many have only really increased their budget since Russia invaded Ukraine on February 24th. Back in the US, The country's international outlook has undergone a major shift in recent years, a new poll shows, with the majority now expecting that U.S. relations with allies will stay the same or improve, but that U.S. dealings with traditional adversaries like Russia and North Korea will only grow more hostile. Two years into the Biden administration, the assessments look much different from four years ago, at roughly the same point in the Trump administration. Now, 60% of U.S. adults say relations with adversaries will get worse, up from 26% four years ago, according to the poll from the Pearson Institute and the Associated press NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. In general, 39% expect the country's global standing to worsen compared with 48% who said that in 2018. And, eager to admire colorful foliage, eat sushi, and go shopping, Droves of tourists from abroad began arriving in Japan on Tuesday with the end of the pandemic-fighting border restrictions that had been in place for more than two years. Travelers are expected to deliver a sorely needed 5 trillion yen boost to the world's third-largest economy, and the flood of visitors is expected to keep growing. A daily limit of 50,000 arrivals is gone. Airlines have added flights in response to the full reopening of borders. Visa-free travel is back for short-term business visits and tourism from more than 60 countries. About 32 million tourists visited Japan in 2019 before COVID-19. Their return is welcome for good reason. Many will have more spending power because the Japanese yen has declined in recent months in value compared to the U.S. dollar, the euro, and other currencies. Now you know and you're ready to go with the morning news.